everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. So I know what you did, man. What did I do? I know how you and the man upstairs are real tight and you do a lot of praying. You, you are a heavy prayer. Am I right or wrong? Okay. Uh, I'll let you believe that. I'm not as good as I am led to believe. As you're led to believe or as I'm led to believe? As you're led to, yeah, whatever. Huh? It's been a long day. Well, I'm pretty sure that, that you and the big guy decided to play a prank on me. And you had heard that I was going to go fishing with somebody else. Yeah. And I think y'all decided to go ahead because I I dared take someone other than you out in that boat you decided that you and the big guy would, would get together and say, we'll show him. <laughs> so I went fishing with my buddy, Kyle. Oh man. Let me tell you, it, it didn't even start off good. We, 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 we didn't catch a darn thing. We, 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 we caught some sun. That was about it. But we decided to go, uh, go have a burger over at this little Marina. I know of. And I asked Kyle to, grab the edge of the, the dock and, and tie us off, right? Okay. And so he goes and grabs the edge of the dock, and then he makes that fatal flaw. And you know which one I'm talking about. <laughs> it's where you step onto the dock, and then you think about it for a second. You have that moment of hesitation of sh- because things kind of move and shift, and now you've got that moment of hesitation of should I go on the dock or should I go back in the boat? In the dock or back in the boat? He thought way too long. <laughs> straight down into the water he went over his head and he's hanging on for dear life um i had to get other people to help me get him out we finally get him out it's it's real funny it's all funny until he pulls my key fob out of his pocket what i got your keys man <laughs> that was three hundred dollars so oh my God. there goes three hundred dollars so we eat, we get back in the boat, we shake it off. I'm laughing, I'm dying laughing because I think it's hilarious until I notice my key fob. Um, we had two game wardens that were there. They thought it was hysterical. We get back in the boat, we head out fishing, we go to a little cove, and we were in that little cove five minutes, and I'm up in the front of the boat, he's in the back of the boat, and the next thing I hear is kabloop. And I turned around, and my friend has no pole in his hand. <laughs> He casted the the lure, the line, the rod, the reel, everything. Gone. Wow. <laughs> Threw it in the water. So it was a Babe Ruth type of a cast, huh? We spent the wow. next we spent the next fifteen minutes trying to dig this thing out of the water. 
In the process, we dropped a $100 anchor pole in the water, lost that, lost. So I lost a key fob, I lost a rod and reel, and I lost a, um, an anchor pole. At that point, I said, it's time to go home. And we turned around <laughs> and went home. And as I was driving home, I said, I know Justin did this. I know that him and the big guy upstairs said, we're going to show you, we're going to play a prank on you and, and we're going to mess you up. So I know what you did and I, I heard you and I promise I'll take you fishing soon. Good. As long as you learned your lesson. <laughs> I wish I had that much pull with the big man. Yeah. Don't I think most all. of the time he smacks me around and plays jokes on me. And Yeah. There's no doubt that he's got a great sense of humor. Yeah. I mean, he, he invented laughing. Um, dude, I was, uh, I was watching, I had a revelation the other night. Um, I was watching the movie, the matrix. You ever seen that? Mm, one of my favorites. You seen yeah. all three? Oh yeah. How close does that resemble the story of Jesus? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how crazy is that? You know, we've, we've got this prophecy of this guy coming. We've got, um, him showing up, he can do things that no one else can do. He can go places that no one else can go. He talks about a place that's not of this world because right. their world was all the computer image. Um, he's considered to be the one, the savior, the one that's going to save them all from this terrible world they're in. Um, yep. And he dies and he comes back. And it all is just so closely related. I'm like, wow, y'all just stole that right out of the New Testament. <laughs> exactly. But then I start looking, and, and all of them are that way. I mean, you look at Harry Potter. You ever watch the Harry Potter series? I'm sure No, you I haven't. Well, but it's, it's the same yeah. thing. I mean, there's this prophecy of the guy who's going to come. He comes. He fights the evil one. He talks of a better world. He has to die. He comes back, and boom, he saves the world. Uh, what was the other one? Oh, Star Wars. Star Wars, same thing. You look at Star Wars, you know, uh, the, the the promised one, you know, the, the one who has all the force and yada, yada, yada. And, and they mm -hmm. all even have a Judas in them. Every one of them has a Judas in them. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's so right down the line. Why do you think Hollywood copies the Bible? You know, I was watching a couple of movies this week, too, and it wasn't quite that synonymous, I guess, in my mind, but more thinking about the general storyline and that almost every movie has, it's got an intro character developments. Of course, there's a problem. Then somebody's tasked with solving that problem. There's dire straits and, oh my gosh, is it going to happen? And then it happens and then happily ever after kind of a thing. And it's kind of a broad sense, same as like the matrix and these others. And, it got me thinking, why, why does every movie require that sort of um, uh, protocol? You know, it, it, it's interesting. Well, every single movie is that way. Well, you figure this story has lasted 2,000 years. Yeah. So maybe they figure there's, there's some type of, of formula that's here that might endure in their movies. Um, and you take like stories like the matrix and star Wars and Harry Potter and, you know, the ones that just blatantly blatantly take the gospel out of it. They, 
they have a tendency to do well. Yeah. Um, like I said, there's always a Judas in there. In the Matrix, it's that guy who's eating steak and, you know, he betrayed. Um, oh. what's, it, what's his name? Yeah, that's uh, Agent Reeves. Smith. Yeah, uh, the one. Neo. Neo, that's it. Neo. Yeah. Uh, he betrays Neo and he, you know, he gets to go and have his steak and, you know, and all that. Um, Harry Potter, you know, he's got a betrayer in there and, um, you know, of course, Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker is the betrayer in, you know, Star Wars and, and, you know, we have, we have this term that we say, you know, oh, they're the Judas. Oh, you're a Judas. Um, and that got me to, to thinking about Judas cause I've got a pretty different take on Judas than I think most evangelical Christians have. I, I, um, I got a little bit different take on it. Uh, but we've got a guest in the, in the studio today. Uh, it's, it's my, my youngest son, Hayden, and, uh, he's joining us in the studio. Hayden, uh, what do you know about Judas? Um, not much really. I know he was the one who betrayed Jesus for like 30 silver or whatever, but I don't know the whole backstory he has and whatever goes along with him. I'm not really gone in depth with that. That's a great point because there's not a lot of backstory. Um, you, you try to look it up and all we have is his name, Judas Iscariot. Um, there was another Judas in the tribe, but this is, this is Judas Iscariot. Um, so there's not a whole lot of backstory. He's not mentioned in a whole lot of, of the gospels. Um, why do you think that is Justin? That we don't know much about him. Uh, I think, I think that Judas plays a very, very crucial role in the redemption story. I think we all at some point, feel like we've maybe betrayed God or betrayed Jesus and in, in our sin and, and things like that. We've turned it, turn our back, maybe had different ideologies or kind of a different will. And when his trumped ours, maybe we, maybe we got mad, <clears throat> but the majority of the gospel story isn't about a betrayal. It's about what Jesus did. So <clears throat> yeah, I, I think, I think it's a component but there's a bigger story, a better story to tell. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, although, you know, we do know a little bit more about John. We know a little bit more about Peter, a little bit more about Thomas, um, but not a lot about, about Judas. So I, of course, did some, some research. And one thing I found, um, now these are all total speculation. This is all total speculation. But some say that the name Iscariot may have come from Sicarius. I don't know if you've ever heard that term before, Justin. Sicarius, which meant dagger man in, in Hebrew. Um, the Sicarius were also considered a member of the Sicarii. And the Sicarii were the Jewish rebels, not the Zealot, and they would kill enemies of the Jews. They, they, they did this, this secretive assassin missions, and very similar to the Zealots. Um, but they, uh, like I said, this is total speculation. This is something I, I ran across as I was doing my, my, uh, my research on this. And so some say that possibly Judas Iscariot may have come from the Sicarius, who came from the Sicarii, 
who were known as dagger men who could have been these these Jewish rebels, which falls kind of in line with what I think about Ju- what I think about Judas. Uh, I believe Judas was, unlike Simon, I believe he was a secret zealot. I think he was either part of, sympathetic with, or somewhat associated with the zealot movement. What do you What do you think about that? Very possible. It's very interesting. You know, um, I, there were several within Jesus's um, group that had grown frustrated with him, thinking that he was that conquering king, um, thinking that he was going to be the overtaker of, of Rome and the restoration of, of Israel and stuff. And I think as Jesus's life, as we know, it came to was coming to an end. Um, they were growing more and more frustrated, probably had these allegiances and alliances with other groups, for example, the, the zealots and potentially the, the, the Sicari group. So it's definitely plausible uh, and very interesting. See, I think that because if we go back and we look, what was Judas's motive? What do you think Judas's motive of this betrayal was? What do you think was in his head? Why do you think the reason was that he you know, went to the, to the high council, he hand, he, he took the 30 pieces of silver. I mean, which granted was substantial, but, but, you know, it's definitely not going to set you up for a long time. Um, and why, what do you think his motivation was there? Well, again, I, I think it does play into what you said a minute ago. I think that he had some ulterior motives. I mean, Jesus specifically chose Judas as one of the 12 um, he was appointed as the group's treasurer. Um, as time went on, he began to pilfer from that coin box. Um, and as we can tell with, with again, the night before Jesus's death, that I mean, he arranged, you know, his, his um, uh, capture and ultimate um, crucifixion. So, I mean, there is, I think definitely growing frustration within his mind, um, you know, as he wasn't the, the, the conquering king that these guys thought he was going to be, which speaks to, you know, um, and we don't have to go there, but, you know, when does our will clash with God's will and, and stuff? So um, what do you think? Yeah, no, that, that's a great point about, about wills clashing. And, and I think that's, I think that's kind of, this is my opinion. Again, this is, None of this can be can be backed up um, by anything, and it's just my opinion. But you know, we talked about he, he, you know he skimmed some money. Um, he wasn't fully trusted. Um, he was he, he was kind of off in the fringe. He wasn't in that uh, inner circle, um, and and he's just not mentioned a whole lot. Um, I believe again why I think that he was this 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 secret zealot sympathizer or secret zealot is because I, I think part of the skimming of that money may have been, I mean, where would he have spent it? What would he have done with it? I think he was probably giving that over to this movement and this cause. Um, and I think that, uh, that's, that's where that money was going. I mean, just to me makes sense. Um, I believe that as the zealots did, and as most of, of the Jews did that, the Messiah was going to come in as this king, as this this warrior, this 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 you know God incarnate that was going to come in, take over 
you know, the world, defeat all of their enemies, you know, and establish this kingdom here that, that all the Jews would be a part of and everyone else would be excluded from, um, and that that was going to be done by force, um, that, that it was not going to be this, this mercy thing and this grace thing and this, you know, love thing, that it was all going to be what they thought it was going to be. Obviously, none of them ever read the scriptures before then. None of them ever read any of the prophecies because nowhere in there could you possibly misinterpret that. But that's what they believed. You know, the rabbinical teaching of the time was basically that the Messiah was going to come in, he's going to slay all our enemies, and we're going to rule. And I think that Judas fully embraced and believed that and that even after the three years of walking around with Jesus, he figured he's just biding his time. He's just waiting. He's just waiting. And I think Jesus got impatient, or not Jesus, Judas got impatient. And I think that the turning over of Jesus to the, 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 the council was a way for him to poke the bear, was a way to put Jesus in a corner to where he would have no choice but to reveal who he was, take up arms, whatever it was he was, however he was going to do it, lightning bolts, whatever you know they thought was going to happen, and this would be the start of his mission. Where in fact it was actually the end of his mission. I believe Judas believed that this would be the start of that mission. This would be the start of the slaying and the taking over and the establishing of the kingdom, and that that's why he did it. I, I, I'm. That's what I believe, and and I believe that Judas, Judas fully believed that Christ was the Son of God. He fully believed that he was the Messiah, and that in poking the bear, that this would ultimately kind of force God's hand in um, in starting this revolution or, or kingdom or, or whatever it is you want to call it. That's what I think. So are you saying that Judas was sort of arranging this meeting between Jesus and the high council and the Roman soldiers almost to set up that meeting in order for Jesus to be put on the spot in order to just like supernaturally begin ushering this in. Right. That That's what I believe. I believe that's, I think okay. that's what Judas's motive was. That's, that's what I believe. Yeah. Interesting. Because I go back and I look and I, I'm like, where's the motive? What's the end game here? What did he have to gain by doing this? I mean, anytime you betray some t- anyone, anytime you do, there's always a, a, an end game of how do you expect this to end? And so what was Judas's thought process in the end game? How would this end? What's yeah. your thoughts on that? <clears throat> uh, I mean, it's fun to speculate. Um, I, I tend to have maybe a different view in the sense that I think similar to Pharaoh, I think Judas's heart was always hard. I don't think that he fully um, believed. I don't think that he fully quote unquote drank the Kool-Aid. And, um, and while, I mean, it it says in the book of John, he was one of the 12 chosen. um, But then Jesus says, but one of you is a devil. Uh, It says later on in John 13, um, after the Lord's Supper. It says, after the morsel, Satan entered him, and therefore Jesus said to him, "What you do, do quickly." So that that part 
sort of um, makes me again reference back to to people like Pharaoh back when when Moses was confronting him. People can can argue that well, Pharaoh didn't have a, a fighting chance because God was against him from day one, and therefore, if God chose Pharaoh to to be the recipient of his judgment, then Pharaoh's kind of like the innocent guy. Well, I mean, I think a better position is. Pharaoh's heart was already hard. And so the Bible says God hardened his heart. He, he used what was already on the table for his purposes. Same with, and I was thinking too about Esau. So there was Jacob and there was Esau. Jacob was a swindler. Esau ultimately sold his birthright for a cup of soup. And I think later on when, in a couple of places, when the Bible says, speaking of God, Jacob, I have loved Esau, I have hated I think it, I think that hatred again. There's different contexts, but the hatred originates from this this place of this guy did not even care about his birthright. He absolutely just threw it in the toilet, couldn't care less about it, sold it for next to nothing, and therefore I'm against him. You know, he's God already uses what's already what's already there in somebody's heart. And I think case in point, the reason why Jesus called Judas a devil. And the reason why Satan literally entered his body was, I think, because he was already using what was already potentially in Judas's heart, which was complete, just like, I'm going to, I'm going to ride this thing out and I'm going to, I'm going to create a coup essentially. Um, because later on, I think once Satan left his body, that's when the remorse happened within judas he went back to the temple that's that's where i was that was one thing i was going to ask you about hey let's take a break real quick we'll come right back cool hey justin you ever uh you like beef jerky i love beef jerky oh man It, it i could eat beef jerky and beef sticks all day I, I, I breakfast, lunch, dinner. I mean, doesn't matter. I, I'm a, I love it over candy. I love it over chips. I love it over everything else. Uh, so I love a good meat snack. Um, we have got a sponsor. Have you ever heard of Biltong? I have not. Not Bulltong. Oh, okay. which is what I thought it was, but <laughs> it's not. It's Biltong. B I L T O N G. There's a company out here called Texas Biltong. Biltong is the South African equivalent to beef jerky. They, they do it a little differently there. Um, it is uh, very natural. In, in fact, this thing, I'm, I'm looking at the package right now, it has got five ingredients. Seriously, five ingredients. Beef, vinegar, salt, coriander, and black pepper. That's it. That's the whole thing. Wow. And a good buddy of mine, uh, there, there's a process that South Africa uh, uses that, that creates this. And I, you've got some in your hand right there. Try, try some of that. What do you think? It's good. The first thing I notice is that it's easy to chew. Um, it's got a good flavor. Um, it's not extremely tough. Some yeah. of those, you know, you, yeah, you yeah, yeah. break oh. your molar off. Kind of get some of that stuff some from Bucky's, man. Yeah. <laughs> kill you. Don't say too many bad things about it. I love Bucky's. Don't get me wrong. And I love the jerky for Bucky. But man, you look at the back of it, it's got 9,000 ingredients and. And yeah, you, you better have a good set of teeth on you to, to get that off yeah, there. Exactly. Yeah, that was one of the things I noticed too is how uh, how absolutely tender it is, and it's just different looking. 
uh, when you first open it, it's kind of like, what is this? Uh, but it's part of the process. And uh, so my good friends over at Bill Tong have said that uh, they will give 5% off on their website. And their website is txbiltong, B-I-L-T-O-N-G dot com. And if you go in there and type in promo code the way, they will give you 5% off your purchase. Not only that, they're going to match that 5% uh, and donate to uh, to charities that, that we choose, which uh, hopefully maybe you'll, you'll email us some good charities. So again, go to www.txbiltong.com and use the promo code the way. Yeah, that was one of the things I was going to ask you about is if if this was Satan that that entered into and possessed Judas, okay? So you're saying that he was there. I mean, Judas already had these thoughts. I mean, and, and basically you and I can kind of line up pre-supper as far as Jesus's or uh, Judas's kind of uh, dealings. And he was kind of shady and he was kind of, wasn't really falling in line with this whole grace thing. And, and just what, you know, he, he kept thinking it was going to be this, you know, war type thing. Yeah. So I think you and I kind of fall in line with that. And, and, and I think we probably fall in line with most of it, but so you're saying that when, when Christ was there, they're at the last supper and he says, do you know what you're going to do, do it quickly. And they say, so you say that he was fully possessed by Satan at that moment. Is that what you're saying? That's what the Bible says. Okay. Satan entered his body. Because that would explain the next part of the story. Exactly. The exactly. next part of the story is that he realizes what he's done. Yep. And it's kind of weird, though, because the Bible never contradicts itself, but... Uh, no, I'm not even going to say but. The, 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 the Bible does not contradict itself, but I do have a question for you. Why is it that in the Gospels... Judas gave the money back, threw the money back. But in Acts, Peter says he used the money to buy a field. Why is why is there two versions there? Can you explain that? Because you're a lot better at that than me. Yeah. So I, if and again, I'd I'd have to, and I was trying to kind of look up some of these verses on the fly. Um, but I believe it was the Pharisees or the the, the Sadducees that use the use the uh, the silver to buy the field um judas went back in remorse tried to to sort of renegotiate with with the cohort they were like dude it's already done we're already kind of moving forward and that's when he threw the money back into the temple and ran away basically um and hung himself on the side of the cliff um whatever and then that's when uh, he probably started bashed up against the rocks body fell down broke open um but that's a fulfillment of a prophecy in, in Zechariah, right, 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 right. which says that he's literally going to, um, the money's going to be thrown back into the, the potter's field and stuff like that. So, right. Well, um, it, it, the, 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 the gospel accounts, I believe say that because it was blood money, because it was tainted money, the, the Sadducees oh, took right, it and exactly. bought the field and yeah, they yeah, named yeah, it yeah. the blood, uh, the blood field. Um, yeah. and that's where Judas's body burst open. But I was just saying in Peter though, he, I don't know if maybe Peter misspoke or we misread or it's not translated right. Peter gets up and says that, you know, he bought a field 
and he hung himself and his intestines burst open and, and all that other stuff. That's in Acts, the end of Acts one somewhere. Uh, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I was just wondering why it was that we have the two accounts of where, you know, the Sadducees bought it with the blood money and, and Peter says, you know, Judas went out and bought a field. I mean, was he just kind of just saying that maybe Judas himself didn't buy the field, but Judas's blood money bought the field is kind of what I'm That's thinking. probably what I would say, because again, a lot of Hebrew language, um, and these guys were ultimately, you know, Hebrew, but is that they would say a summary and then they would explain the story. Yeah. Um, Genesis 1, 1 in the beginning, God created, then I'll let me tell you about how he actually did it. So right, right, right. it's probably one of those kind of examples. Okay. So here's the big question. So again, you know, Judas, what was his motive? I mean, he, he didn't, you know, he had remorse and, you know, if, if you're going to betray someone, you're going to go out and do something like that. Typically you don't have remorse. You, you take your spoils and you go off and you, you buy the field, but you put sheep and you put cows and you put ladies and you do all these things with it instead of, of, of hanging yourself. So the, the Satan entered his body and then left makes perfect sense. He hung himself because he was now remorseful because he realized what he did. Um, my question is Judas currently residing in heaven? Good question. What do you think? I think he is. My personal, again, just my personal opinion, I think he is because I think Judas, although misguided, and not a good student, fully believed that Jesus was the Christ, fully believed that he was the Messiah, fully believed that he was the Son of God, and fully believed that he was who he said he was. And I think that if, if we had a Satan possession, and the, that when Satan left, that that overwhelmed him because he just realized that he had turned over the son of God to his would be uh, assassins. And so for me, you know, we believe that once we're saved, we're saved, you know, if, as long as we, you know, confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus is Lord, that our sins are forgiven. The, the ones in the past, the ones right now, and even the ones in the future. So if I believe in my heart and confess with my tongue that Jesus is Lord and believe that, I believe of all people, Judas believed that 100%. And I believe that Judas at some point confessed that and that even though he did what he did, at the end he showed remorse knowing what he had done, still knowing that he was the Christ, still believing that he was the Son of God. Would that not have him be able to be covered by the blood that would be shed later. It's definitely possible. I mean, John three sixteen, he loved the whole world, whoever would believe. So again, I don't, I mean, we won't know on this side of heaven, whether he did believe and was just mistaken or caught up in maybe a personal sin that opened the door for kind of the enemy attack to the point of even controlling his uh, thought life and, and actions. Now, kind of like Adam, like maybe he didn't know to the extent that his sin 
you know, was going to have ripple effects. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'd probably argue either way, um, personally, of uh, whether he is or whether he isn't. I mean, if Jesus specifically says, but one of you is a devil. Um, yeah, but he, now called, he, 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 he called Peter Satan not long well, before he, no, he I think personally he spoke to Satan, speaking yeah. through Peter. Um, but, but Peter denied him three times. All of the apostles hid. None of them truly believed that he was coming back, I don't think. Um, yeah. you know, because they were all like, Oh, what do we do now? He's gone. What do we do? Um, yeah. so I don't know. I personally, I think he believed that Jesus was Lord. I think he believed that he was the son of God. I believe that he was the Messiah, but he was kind of twisted, um, in, in how he, he saw that working. And like you, I think he, he kind of asserted his will over God's will. Which, yeah. how often do we do that in life? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and I mean, maybe his story speaks to the danger of doing that. I mean, look at Ananias and Sapphira, where, yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. lied one time, dead. and they both got struck dead. dead. I mean, how many times have we lied, even to <laughs> I'm God? Kidding. I, if you buy me this lottery, I promise I'll, you know, Dude, get me out of, of the situation. That is, you know, when I was reading Acts for the first time, and. And I came across that story and, and um, say their names again, because I can't pronounce them. Ananias and Sapphira. Okay. Ananias and Sapphira. And if those of you listening don't know, read Acts. And, and, and in, this, in the book of Acts, these two guys, it was a man and a wife. And it was when the church was forming. Tell me when I'm wrong, Justin. Tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. So the church is forming. We've got this new church. Believers are coming in left and right. They're forming camps. They're forming groups. And in these camps and groups, they had this this deal where you pretty much gave everything you had to the group in and of itself. And then from that, whatever needs were needed would, would be you know doled out. If you needed a blanket, if you needed some meat, if you needed whatever. But that as a church, as a people, as a group, everything was communal. So, I mean, it was the first communist state. Uh, <laughs> kind of. Anyway, um, but not in a bad way. Anyway, so the, the, this couple had land. They, they were somewhat wealthier than most. And they had this, this bit of land. And they sold this land. And they gave some of the money to this group. And they came before, was it Peter? Yes. Yeah, they came before Peter, and Peter asked, it was it was Ananias first, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, asked Ananias, you know, hey, did you give us all the money? Yeah, yeah, gave you all the money. Yeah, sure you gave us all the money? Oh, yeah, 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 gave you everything. We love Jesus. <laughs> you rock. You're 100% positive you gave us all the money. Oh, yeah, 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 we good. Did. Struck him dead right in his tracks, and then in walks the wife. Now I can't remember. Was the body laying there as she came in? They had. I think they had just started dragging it away when she walked in. Okay, but she but she was aware of the fact that this guy is now dead, and Peter says the same thing. Hey, did you give us all the money? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And she dropped dead. What if that happened today? there would be no people on this planet. Exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, their rules, you thought Pentecostals were strict. These guys, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was strict right there. So I'm going to ask the man of the hour here, our guest that hasn't said much at all, 
what he thinks about this. So what do you think about Judas? After, after you've heard everything we've just said, we've gone through the whole story here, may have bored you to death, I'm not sure. <laughs> what do you think? You, what, what do you think the motives are, and do you think Jesus or uh, Judas is sitting in heaven, drinking some wine, having a good time? What do you think? I don't know. He didn't seem like too much of a bad guy. The devil took control of him, and he obviously had remorse after the fact. Obviously, he understood what he did was wrong. He could decipher right from wrong and evil from good. And having remorse kind of shows that he wasn't necessarily evil. And he wasn't necessarily working for the devil. The devil was making him work for him. So... Okay. All right. Um, Justin, you want to take that? What do you think? What he just said? <laughs> um, I think, I think with that in mind, that's, that's very plausible. I mean, how many times have we been in that exact same situation? Yeah, man. Um, uh, and, and we're all still breathing. We haven't all committed suicide. I mean, there's grace, so much grace. Um, I think that's the point Judas missed. I don't think Judas understood the grace. Yeah. I think Peter understood the grace. I think John understood the grace. I think Thomas understood the grace. I think maybe that's where he missed it. Yeah. Is that, of course, you just killed God. (laughs) I mean, it's kind of hard to come back from that. But, yeah, I think the whole grace portion of it is is why he just could not live with himself and 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 took his life um yeah interesting interesting though but uh we have to remember that you know evil has many forms and you know um we're all sinners we're all fall short of the glory we all need a savior and you know paul who said you know he was the worst of all of us you know killed christians and and persecuted them you know, and then ended up writing 70% of the, of the, of the new Testament, you know, says that, you know, it is by grace through faith that we're saved and not by works. Um, so that no one may boast. Um, I missed a couple of lines in that quotation. I told you last time I'm not real good at it anyway. Um, so, so yeah, I'm hoping you, you think he's in heaven. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. If he showed remorse and he felt bad about his actions, I'd, I think so. God's pretty forgiving. He is, but but is feeling remorse and feeling bad enough to be given the key, the the entrance card to heaven? I don't think so. I don't. I don't know. That's a tough one. That's hard to answer. Well, is it? What? What? What did? What did? What? I mean, what is it that allows us sinners? who have done horrible things, what does it allow us the, the admission? What is our admission ticket? I mean, how do we get in? I mean, the quick answer is just Jesus to that. Okay. Yeah. 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 Just, there's nothing we can really do to earn ourselves in heaven. That was all him pretty much. That's exactly right. And all we got to do is believe in him. Look, I think it's, so let me ask, go ahead, go ahead. So Troy, let me say, so um, in Judas's case, what if his remorse was sort of his last attempt to earn his way into heaven? Oh, I mean, because again, man, you gotta go there. 
there's remorse and then there's repentance. And I don't think, I think Judas could have repented the same way that Peter did, which is, doggone, yes, Lord, I know I, I, I denied you, I denied you. But, and then look at Pentecost, look at the, the sermon, look at thousands of people, look at the life and, and everything. And <clears throat> perhaps Judas missed it and I agree. I, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. And remorse is not repentance. Remorse is not repentance. Um, I mean, repentance in its most simplest, in its most simplest term, is to change your mind. And so, feeling bad about something doesn't necessarily mean you've changed your mind about something. Um, you know, how many how many addictions are out there that man? I know I shouldn't do this. I know I shouldn't do this. I know I shouldn't do this. I feel really bad about doing this, but I got to do this. And, and we keep falling into that same trap and we keep falling into that same line of sin. And um, that's not necessarily repentance. Repentance would be to turn from that, to change our mind, to, to go in an opposite direction of, of what keeps driving us into that sin. So you're right. I, I don't know. You know, nobody knows his brain. Nobody knows what he was thinking. Um, but at the same time, I go back to the he knew Jesus was God. He knew he was the son of man and he knew that he was the Messiah. And Didn't he, Satan and he also believed, know those I things? think he believed that. I think he believed that. And if that's true, and again, we don't know a person's heart. If that's true, then I think he would get into heaven. Now he's going to be the most I don't want to say ridiculed because that's a wrong, wrong. He's going to be picked on for the rest of his life, for the rest of eternity. Oh yeah, you're you're the one. Oh yeah, yeah yeah, you're the one. I mean, so if he is there, he's 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 not getting a rest. Probably next to Adam. <laughs> I'm gonna give Adam some dirty looks. I can't I can't help it. Absolutely, dude. You were right there. You were right. Yeah. Slap it out of her hand. What are you doing? <laughs> you gave us all a bad name. Hey, man, let's wrap it up right there. Um, as always, man, we appreciate the listening. We appreciate you guys. And um, we would love, love, love to hear from you guys. Uh, send us an email at exploringtheway21 at gmail.com. Again, that's exploringtheway21 at gmail.com. We'll keep trying to, uh, to put some content together and just ask some of those questions and try to work through it as best we can. Hayden? Appreciate you coming in, man. Yeah, I appreciate it being here. Justin, I know you're remote, which is why we had a few glitches on the recording here, but uh, have safe travels, and hopefully you travel safe back home. I appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Take care, y'all. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.